0: KCSB-FM in Santa Barbara, 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Ava Karajan.
1: And I'm Bella Ginoglio with KCSB News. This is a show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and in the UC Santa Barbara community.
0: Persian New Year celebrations are taking place across Isla Vista and UCSB. It's a really important time in Persian culture, focusing on rebirth and spring. However, with the protests going on in Iran following the murder of Masa Amani in September of 2022, this year, Noruz holds a deeper meaning for many Iranians. Let's get into our show tonight.
1: We talked with members of UCSB's Persian student group about Noruz, which is on March 20th and 21st this year. They walked us through some New Year's traditions, their Noruz show, which took place on March 4th, and how the UCSB Persian community is staying strong through the uprisings in Iran.
0: We are in the Manasark today with UCSB's Persian student group. Um, we have a couple of board members with us, and we're going to talk about Noru's or Persian New Year. So why don't we go through, you guys can introduce yourselves, like name, major, year, and your position in the organization.
2: Hi, um, my name is Nikki Motabar. I'm a fourth year psych and brain sciences major, and I'm the vice president of PSG.
3: My name is Ali Ameritash. I'm a second-year sociology major with a minor in Iranian studies, and I'm a, currently the social chair of PSG. Hi,
4: I'm Ariane Bijanzadeh. I'm a fifth-year poly major, and I'm the president of Persian Student Group.
0: All right, so Persian New Year's, or Noruz is quickly approaching. It's very exciting. Um, can you guys give kind of a quick rundown of Noru's, some traditions like typically done in Persian households and its importance in the Persian culture.
2: This is funny, everyone's pointing to me because I did a lecture on this during the Norse show itself. Um, Yeah, so the um, Persian New Year is, um, this falls on the spring equinox, which is the first day of spring. And um, there's a lot of activities that Iranians traditionally do leading up to it. A lot of it includes just this general idea of renewing and revitalizing the space that you have whether that's purchasing new clothes or new rugs or furniture or just deep cleaning the house that sense of renewal is really important and pivotal to noruz and then um, there's other traditions such as having um, sabzi polo and mahi which is fish and green rice the night before persian new year or lase saltafiel, the moment of new year sitting with your family Um, around the half scene table and taking a picture together in your whole in your new outfits and um, hopefully with your nice half scene setup and the half scene table itself is this large table that has um, the word haft means seven scene is the letter s so there's seven items on this table that each hold their own symbolic meanings and um, there's other items on this table that don't like start with the letter s as well but everything on this table has its own symbolism and again fits into that theme of rebirth and revitalization and then for thir- 12 days after um, the moment of the spring equinox persians celebrate by going didoboz going around um, to their elders' households and seeing their half-scene tables, having a chai or some tea with them. And then on the 13th day is Sizdabadar, which is a celebration where all Iranians come together, usually in some sort of park with a pond in the middle, and they have a nice picnic all day, celebrate the end of the Noruz festivals, and um, then it's the end. And one important tradition I skipped over was uh, Char Shambasuri, which is the last um, Wednesday eve, so the last Tuesday night, before the end of the year. Iranians traditionally set up seven fires and jump over them consecutively, saying, so take the f- saying to the fire symbolically, take my yellowness or my illness, and give me your redness or your rejuvenation, your life um, and your fire. That's
0: awesome. Very exciting um, that we get to celebrate all these different parts of Noruz. Um, For you guys, since you're away from home at college, how do you continue to honor these traditions? Do you do a full haft scene? Do you do like little things here and there? How do you guys honor your cultural traditions during this time of the year? Um, I think honestly, the
3: Noruz show is a really big part of that. Uh, This year, so falls on finals week, unfortunately. Um, I will be going home for that, So that, but I think leading up to that time, um, our Noru show is a big part of it. Uh, we have a half-scene set up at our show every year, and there's also one set up on campus by one of our Iranian studies professors, Azam, every year. Um, so that's always a nice way we kind of all get together um, throughout the day and go visit it, take pictures with her around it, which is really nice. And I think the Noru show itself, one thing that was really nice this year was we invited all of our families. And so that idea of being around our loved ones and celebrating the incoming new year was very present um, in, our, in all of our lives. And we're also planning on doing a little thing for Char Shambasuri as an organization this year um, during dead week for our members. Because we do think that everything we can do possible to help bring that celebration here is really important because it is hard being away from home and not always having a way to celebrate these things that have been so important in our upbringing. Um, so I think the big thing for us is being able to provide that space for our members and for ourselves as well because you know, there's a lot of love in our lives when we're around each other, and I think that's a very
0: big part of the Noru celebrations. So you mentioned the Noru show, which was this past Saturday. Um, it was open to UCSB students and the community Can you kind of talk about some of the performances you had, their significance, and kind of the process of putting the show together as a whole?
4: We had singing, dancing, poetry, and live music at our show this year. We were thankfully joined by the UCSB Middle East Ensemble, who kindly learned and played um, some traditional Iranian music for us this year. So it was a huge, huge part of our show, and it really gave it a lot more flavor uh, we also had singing and dancing by our own members. Um, the lovely Nikki here was our choir instructor. She taught 15 to 20 of our members, um, even some who didn't even speak Farsi, how to sing these songs in Farsi in six weeks. It was really incredible. We sang Baroya, which um, has won the Grammy, Grammy this year. For it's a for social change. Exactly. It's a beautiful song that talks about. Um, A lot of the issues and problems that happen in Iran and the freedoms that are taken away from people. And um, it's really beautiful. We sang um, Bahar Bahar, which is a beautiful spring song that really brings in the spring, which is a huge part of the uh, Iranian New Year. And we also sang A Iran, which is the unofficial anthem of the... Iranian people. And for our dances, they were coordinated by Sa Anasari. She personally choreographed each of the songs. There was four dances that were incredibly difficult. And she did a great job, again, in six weeks, teaching some people who've never danced before yeah. traditional Iranian dance. And it was a huge part of the show. Um, bringing dance into, it, dance is a huge part of Iranian culture. And to be able to express each other's Feelings of these, in this terrible time through dance was really beautiful.
2: The tone of all the songs were definitely more serious and more thoughtful, um, very poetic, still on the theme of Noruz and springtime, but a lot of them had these underlying feelings of um, kind of separation from your your home country and longing and um, some sense of, Unease, But it really came together nicely with the balance of some of the more lighter aspects that we had in the show.
3: I think a really big part of our um, preparation for the show when we like from the jump when we started in December and it was kind of like an internal debate and like discussion within our board. um, And we consulted a lot of outside sources as well, like, again, our Iranian studies professor, um, Azam. You know, what's going on in our country right now is very devastating, and we wanted to do everything we could to kind of stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Iran who are going through this um, stuff. But at the same time, Nooruz is such a joyous occasion in our culture, and we wanted to find a way to, you know, balance these two things. But one thing that, as I'm uh, said to me one time, that I think is very important and is something that I think, it's a decision that we made as a group that really drove our efforts in this show at the end of the day was that Noruz is such a joyous occasion. And it's so important in our culture that we don't want to let this regime take away from that joy and this, you know, bringing together of like loved ones. It's, it's a very important time, especially right now because it's so hard for, you know, so many of us with a lot of us have a lot of family in Iran, um, to see the suffering for our people is very difficult. Obviously, it's nothing compared to what they are going through right now, but at the same time, it does weigh on our community community here, and so it is important to bring this community together here in the U.S. as well during a joyous occasion, and you know, stand with our brothers and sisters, and also celebrate this joyous occasion for ourselves, but also for those who don't get the opportunity to. Um, so I think that was like a really big driving force. And our efforts in the show this year to make sure to, like, highlight the beauty of our culture, but also to acknowledge that there is, you know, devastation happening in our country right now. So one thing that we did choose to do this year, which we haven't done before, is to sell tickets. So the show was free for UCSB students, but it was um, $5 for non-UCSB students, and those funds are going to support the Massa Amini Graduate Fellowship that was recently established at UCSB. Um, and so it, it's aimed to support a student, a graduate student matriculating from an Iranian institution, coming to UCSB, and so that was just one way, you know. Aside from Baraye, which Nikki directed, and some other like pieces in our show, acknowledging what happened, that was a big part of how we were able to take a step while celebrating Noruz to support this um, endeavor.
0: I was uh, I was at the show. I could definitely tell emotions were running really high. There was, I don't know if she was a family member, or a community member in front of me, but in the middle of a Iran, she was crying and her, her uh, the people she was with were kind of consoling her. So it was definitely, it was really beautiful to see the community come together around the show, around this joyous time. But as you said, there's this underlying current of kind of darkness and what we're going through back home. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Bella Ginoglio. And I'm Ava Crajan with KCSB News.
1: Eva, I know you're Persian, what kind of traditions do you and your family do to celebrate the new year?
0: So the main tradition my family celebrates is Charshamusuri, which as you heard is the ceremony where we jump over fire, seven fires, um, and we kind of give the fire our yellowness and take in its redness, our life, symbolically. Um, my whole like mom side of my family, we get together and we do that every year. So that's the main tradition we all celebrate together. And my grandparents also have like a really elaborate haft scene they set up every year. It's really beautiful. They have these eggs, which are part of the haft scene that they paint. Um, and ours have been in our family for like a really long time. And it's just really cool to see how these traditions from Iran have carried over into our life in America and continuing these traditions in my generation as well has been really cool to see.
1: I know you won't be home on Noru's. Are you doing anything to celebrate while you're here in Isla Vista?
0: Yeah, so I went to the Noru's show, which if you did not go, I highly recommend you go next year. It was awesome. Um, They do a lot of like song and dance. We talk about it in the show. Um, I also I don't set up a haft scene because that is a lot of work and I don't have access to all the traditional things. We don't have a Persian store nearby, but I am growing lentil sprouts because sabzi or greens is one of the components of the half scene table and so people grow like sprouts from lentils or wheat or whatever so I'm doing that in just a little plate and I've been doing that for a couple of weeks and I take care of my sprouts every day and that's my homage to um, noru's that I'm kind of cultivating in my own apartment in Isla Vista and then When I go home, my mom is throwing a NURS party. It's going to be after the fact, but um, we're still going to get to celebrate together. And I'm really excited. That's awesome.
2: Uh, I'm glad
1: to hear that there are still ways you're celebrating away from home.
2: Let's get back into the story. This just came to me, but I was just thinking about how music and dance has always kind of been a channel through which Iranians have been able to get away with um, getting their emotions across and their um, grievances heard while still going under the radar. And so some of the songs that we had on our set list, I um, curated most of the songs on the set list. And one that stands out to me particularly, for instance, is... um, Moroka uh, Sahar by Shahjaryan. and it kind of calls for this, this dawn bird to break free from its cage. And these symbolisms are just a way for us to be political without being political and not make any one message, but to kind of share in the understanding that there is suffering and that it needs to be um, pointed out and it needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah, we're definitely a culture that really values not only art but music specifically. Um, and diaspora Iranian artists because pop music was outlawed after the revolution have done so much in kind of putting our feelings into song and they do a really good job of that as well so um, kind of going off this more sad uh, part of the questioning how are UCSB students who are Iranian and community members kind of dealing with everything that's been happening. It's been about six months since the murder of Masa Amani.
3: I mean, I think um, for a lot of us, like I mentioned earlier, we do have family in Iran. Um, Me personally, you know, I have some cousins who are like relatively active, and there was a period of time, particularly in the fall, where like, you know, I sent a text to my cousin and it didn't deliver for four months, or, or not four months, like it was like two and a half months, and then he responded And I sent him a message like within two minutes and that same text didn't deliver for another month again. Um, And so I think for a lot of us, there's a lot of anxiety about our relatives who we unfortunately can't reach sometimes. Um, And it's also like this really deep sadness. I mean, we were fortunate that our parents, you know, that we were born here and we have these freedoms that our brothers and sisters are not um, afforded, unfortunately. But it is also the sadness that, like, this is our home country, and because of this oppressive regime, we can't, we like, didn't get to, like, a lot of us didn't get to grow up there. Um, But at the end of the day, the number one thing is that we, it's incredibly devastating for us to see this happening. But we also want to take these steps to support those Iranians that are protesting on the ground in Iran, because at the end of the day, they are the ones suffering the most, and they are the ones whose voices need to be heard. And so helping in any way to share that, which you know we were able to do in some ways through the Noru's show and to raise awareness has been really important for a lot of us.
2: Um, yeah, another really unique aspect of this point in time, I think, is the fact that a lot of our um, diaspora kids who had parents that were in Iran up until they were young adults or older adults, such as my parents, especially if they were living in bordering cities with Iraq, they are at all <laughs> they experienced the Iran Arak War and they grew up in the eight-year-long turmoil that you know persisted at that time. And then now, I mean, a lot of Iranians call this revolution the. Uh, you know revolution of the Dahe hashtag that means the 80s decade in the persian calendar the gen z generation was born in the 1380s which is our generation so there's this sense of almost reliving some of that trauma that our that a lot of our parents told us stories about and passed down to us and then almost having a sense of survivors survival's guilt that, you know, I'm a 1380s child. I very well could have and probably should have been born into the same circumstances that these children are suffering in. Um, and so there, it's a loss, as as Alia said, for us, because we lost out on the possibility of experiencing the immersiveness of growing up in that culture, but it's also a sense of guilt for us to feel that we... Um, You know, we're really lucky to not be born in those circumstances, but there's really no reason um, that we're not special for it. There's no reason for it. It was completely just luck. In
0: general, is there anything the community can do to show their support?
4: Um, So throughout the year, we've had protests organized by professors here at campus. Professor Azam has been putting in tireless, tireless work, posting protests almost every week, um, downtown, on campus, all around Santa Barbara, every week there's something happening. Look on Instagram, there's plenty, plenty of things happening throughout Santa Barbara, all the time, in LA, all over the country, it's happening, and just showing up at these rallies, being someone who's there, it means the world.
3: I think a big part, again, um, like Arjan said, is being there, showing up when there are opportunities to do so, because a big Part of this fight is that the government in Iran does have, act, like, control over a lot of, like, the internet, the way that people can share. And so, um, you know, occasionally a video will come out or some sort of message will come out about what's going on in Iran. The big thing is spreading the word and not letting that lose momentum. We don't. We want people to know what's happening in our home country. We don't want this to eventually be stifled by the regime's ability to you know, suppress what is being shared. And so that's a big thing for us is, like, even just through word of mouth, making sure people are aware that this is still happening and, like, there are people still in the streets fighting every single day for, like, their basic human rights that we take for granted every day here. Um, So just keeping that, like, word of mouth, making sure that people are aware, spreading awareness to those who don't know what's going on, you know? And I always, like, encourage my friends, like, I've done it myself, reaching out to like your local representatives and like making sure they're taking proper actions against the government, um, making sure that they're doing what they can to support the people of Iran, not the government, because they are not representative of our
2: um, people right now. I was trying to look for the exact statistic, but an important note is that right now the latest development in the situation with Iran is that thousands of school children, school-aged girls across many dozens of cities in Iran are being um, gassed at school and this is a scare tactic that has been used by the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and other groups um, to try to keep women and girls out of schools. Um, A lot of parents out of fear are threatening to pull their children out and there's videos surface of um, administrative, you know, individuals from the schools saying, okay, then do it. And this is a really, really scary, slippery slope. Iranian women are some of the most educated women in the world. They have like a 97% literacy rate and a very high level of college matriculation. And so we really don't want to lose that um, essence and energy of Persian women at the hands of a very ruthless regime. So... That's an important note to kind of bring up about the current status of the protests and the revolution. And is there anything else you guys would like to add? this uh, Norris show was definitely a very collaborative effort and there truly wasn't a corner of UCSB that didn't have a hand in this production we had the music department involved almost every single AS department from finance and business to zero waste to recycling to ticketing to um, printing and publishing so we really got a lot of different people's helps obviously we shouted out Parisa Ansari our dance director I directed choir Scott um, Scott Marcus um, directing Middle East Ensemble, as well as um, Eric Moore and Avery Wheeler from Campbell Hall p- really helped with um, our show production itself. And on the day of the show, Venus um, Naseri, Nasiri um, helped us to identify and um, create the ticketing process for the Massa Amini scholarship. Uh, so there was a really it was it was truly a UCSB endeavor and it was beautiful seeing all of those different corners of campus come together to put on such an amazing production.
4: And a huge shout out to all of our members who put in a ton a ton a ton of effort to making the show what it was. Thank you to everyone everyone who was involved. That was
0: Nikki Motabar, Alia Mertash and Aryan Bijanzadeh of UCSB's Persian Student Group on Persian New Year's. It's a difficult time for Iranians right now, both in Iran and abroad, but the Persian community at UCSB is using Noru's as a time to honor their culture and their people, even when they cannot be in their homeland.
1: You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista on KCSB FM in Santa Barbara. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista.
0: I'm Bella Ginolio. And I'm Ava Couragian. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser.